bees in trouble. Those mites, of course. And the European bees have been with us for 200 years, as last year's $2 coin registered. But how are our native ones getting on with all the ecological upsets? Here's bee queen Kit Prendergast, once of Curtin University in Perth, now in Queensland. Now, you've been fairly cheered up in the last few days. What's happened? Spring is now here, and over winter, many people get depressed due to a lack of sunlight. It's a thing, humans need sunlight. But I get especially depressed because most native bees, as adults, are dead over winter. The larvae are still alive under the ground or in the nests, but there's no bees buzzing around. And so I can't do what I love best, going out in nature and finding bees. And today was the first time I got to go out and do an actual bee collection. And it was very successful. It was just around the corner from where I live, a melaleuc was in flower, and I collected so many native bees of all different species, and it just makes me so happy. Just to explain, we don't sound as if we're in the forest with melaleuca. In fact, we're next to a very ancient building with Queen Victoria, it looks like, standing in front. We're in the middle of Brisbane. You come into town to see me. You've forsaken your place where you collect those native bees, and when you've got them, what do you do with them? When you collect native bees, you have a butterfly net, but for me, in this instance, of course, a bee net, and you sweep in big, broad strokes around the vegetation, collecting any little insects that you can see that look like bees, and it takes a lot of training to get the right technique, the right wrist flick, and then you squat down ceremoniously beside the road, and then in a bag, Beside you, you have many, many pea jars and you have to do the difficult operation of taking the native bees out of the net into the jar without squishing them and without being stung by any honeybees that are in the net. Most native bees are smaller than honeybees. We have some native bees that are just two millimetres long, so you can imagine trying to identify that as it's flying around in the air. It's impossible. Is it true that there are about 2,000 native bees here? In Australia there's 1,661 described species and I know this very well because I described the 1,661st one, Leoproctus zephyr, and we have met zephyr before. Before the new bee was discovered she came to my first interview with me. She's a... A dog! (laughs) She's a dog. (laughs) Yeah, big Marema dog. But there is literally hundreds and hundreds more species that are to be described. So yes, almost certainly more than 2,000 there is a lot of work to be done and that is an issue because there's almost no investment into the description and discovery of native bee species and until we describe them we can't protect them and that also goes on to the next issue of the over 2,000 species hardly any are given any legislative protection. What are you going to do next now that you're almost freelance on the other side of the continent? One is collecting collected bees for a company called Humble Bee Bio. This is a company started in New Zealand and they are doing some amazing work. So we all know plastics are a major issue. Plastic pollution is causing many health problems to humans and to other animals. And they have realised that collected bees naturally produce 
this polyester material that they use to line their nests and it has amazing properties and they're trying to synthesize the genes of these bees to recreate this bio-friendly plastic alternative. So I've been doing that, collecting the bees for them. It's a plastic alternative which might be used commonly, do you think? As with most alternatives to current bad things in the environment, it will start off small scale, but there's some really interesting and promising applications. For example, when humans need to have pacemakers or other things in their body, often these are plastics, and putting plastic directly in your body probably has negative impacts. Of course, people need pacemakers, but if we can have a bio-friendly plastic alternative, I think this would be wonderful and actually make so much difference to many people that need medical attention. How did you know that the product of bees would be suitable or is it that you study everything about bees all the time and so you automatically think that they may be the solution to almost all problems? I think that nature and evolution they have tried and tested things for hundreds of thousands of years and natural selection isn't going to reduce the reproduction and survival of species. So anything that has evolved and has survived over hundreds of thousands of years, that's going to have promise, isn't it? With any luck, yes. Now, what do you think about the fact that New South Wales has decided not to continue its policy on the plague affecting bees? That has been a very controversial, heated topic, hasn't it? So Varroa mite was, for a long time, never in Australia. It's been in other parts of the world affecting honeybees and then about 15 months ago it was detected in Australia and of course it spread, which is an issue for honeybees. Thankfully, our native bees don't have to worry about Varroa. It only affects the honeybees. And the control measures before were eradication, so killing any honeybee colonies that had Varroa, which again makes sense. And then there was also a strategy putting out toxic baits, which was a bit more dodgy. Firstly, because there was no transparency in terms of, we've got no data about how many non-target insects went to those baits, whether the honeybee populations around those areas were declining, whether the honeybees even went to those baits. So we always need data to know whether something's working or not. And there's also such a missed opportunity as well, because one of the things we don't know is how native bees are doing before Rome was here or after. Now there is a potential that our native bees actually might benefit from this. So my research, as well as that of other people, have found that honeybees can harm our native bees. They are an introduced, very abundant species. And we have many feral honeybees. And if we think about feral cats and feral foxes, they all harm the native fauna and flora. So if the feral honeybees are being reduced by the toxic baits or by varroa, this actually might help our native bees increase in population size and also fill in some of the roles that the honeybees might have. Now, the eradication strategy hasn't been working, so they're now moving to a management strategy. Everyone's sort of freaking out, but let's firstly calm down. Varroa is bad for honeybees. Varroa will cause some colony losses, but Australia is actually in a pretty good position. We have firstly very healthy honeybee colonies compared with many parts of the world, lots of native vegetation. And we need to keep that native vegetation because that's where so many floral resources are that make bees, including honeybees, healthy. 
the bees are in a better position. We've got a lot of research that's being done on how to breed healthier bees and bees that are more hygienic so they will like, you know, remove the varroa mite. Plus, if we look at overseas, honeybees still haven't gone extinct. Varroa mite has been around for a long time. Honeybees are not declining or going extinct anywhere. There are colony losses where there is varroa, but honeybees aren't going extinct. So there will be losses, but you know what's going extinct? The native bees. So we really need to try and divert attention to, I think, the priorities, which for me is saving species that might be wiped from the face of the planet. Kit, I don't know whether people have generally seen you on television. I think you were dancing last time I looked, dressed as a bee, of course. Would you describe some of the wonderful accoutrements you have? Your earrings, for example? Yes, I love bees a lot, and so I always have bees in some form on me. I have two beautiful bee earrings. They're um, huge. They're huge. They're produced by a local lady. Her shop is called Wildlings, and she's also suffering from cancer. So if anyone can, please support her. And they're absolutely beautiful. And they're also native bees. I've got a Amygdala bombiformis in one ear and a Xylocopa errata in the other ear. So both native bees. Um, and then, of course, I've got my bee tattoos, which are always on me. <laughs> one on my thigh and one on my back. <laughs> That'll do. Dr Kit Prendergast, who publishes fine research on bees and enjoys having fun with them too, once of Curtin University in Perth, now, as you heard, in Queensland. And by the way, there's a new book out, Bees of the World, A Guide to Every Family, by Lawrence Packer, University of Toronto, published by New South Books. <laughs> 